You can hear Above 180 on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and beyond, on demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free at Stitcher.com or in the app stores. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Now is the time to reinforce your bowling arsenal, and BowlerX.com is the online leader in price, service, and selection. With free insured shipping on every item we carry, including a complete line of pro shop supplies, as well as balls, bags, shoes, accessories, and more. Also check out the large selection of closeout and discontinued items at a fraction of their original cost. BowlerX.com, your online bowling superstore and proud sponsor of Above180.com. BowlerX.com, your online bowling equipment superstore, presents the Above180.com podcast. Tim Berg and Joey Serrar are ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, from Washington, D.C., and the Bowler's Pro Shop in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here are your hosts, Tim Berg and Joey Serrar. Joining us is Jerry Edwards. Jerry is a USBC certified gold coach, and she is also part of MyBowlingCoach.com. She is a, a chief financial officer, so go check out MyBowlingCoach.com. Lots of great stuff there, uh, lots of tips and lots of videos, and, and you can send your videos in and have, uh, have some of the best coaches in the world take a look and help you improve your game, take your game to that next level. Uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us today. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing well, Jerry. want to uh, start off... We've been having some coaches on, and, and one of the things that they've all been kind of discussing is dropping your shoulder. Started with Joe Slowinski back uh, a couple months prior and, and uh, talked to Ty Rose about dropping your shoulder. And, and want to get your thoughts, I guess, on, on the whole dropping your shoulder when it comes to coaching and how much you implement that at MyBowlingCoach.com. Well, you know, I think if you look at biomechanically across the years, what we've, um, what we've been teaching most recently um, your right shoulder is lower, but if you think about it in your stance at the very beginning, even in your stance, when you are, when you allow your body to be in a loaded position, what I mean by that is like um, if you take a ball in your hand and let it hang straight down to your side, your bowling ball with the weight there, and you shrug your shoulders up towards your ears and then just let your shoulders relax and just cut, kind of settle to a normal position. Your right shoulder will be lo- like you're a right-handed bowler. Your right shoulder will be lower than your left. It's just you're under load. You know, biomechanically you're under load, so your sh- your right shoulder will be a little bit lower. So, um, I think uh, years ago probably everybody taught level shoulders. Um, I was taught that as a kid um, in your stance, and you have to force that position. So, when you just put your body in a position where it wants to be, it is with your right shoulder shade lower than the left. Um, uh, it's not brand new to me. It's not brand new. It's something I've been uh, I've been teaching for years and years and years and years. So, and at the finish, when you, if you were to actually look at a biomechanically correct positioning, your spine as a right-handed bowler from the back. If you're watching as a coach, your spine's going to be angled slightly to the right when you actually get into your finished position. Well, if your spine is angled to the right, what's lower? Your right shoulder. So. Um, you know that's that's not uh, to me. It's I guess it's I, I guess it's not necessarily new. <laughs> it's something that I've been teaching for a long year, a long time, and I would subscribe to as far as putting your body in its most 
balanced and most um, uh, a powerful position, especially off of one foot at the finish. Well, uh-huh. We know you've been coaching for a number of years, even though well, that's you look kind. to be, so you, you look to be third, in your twenties. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but what, what what I have a question, or not not a problem with, but it, I mean, you work with Fred Borden, and I'm sure you and Fred don't always see eye to eye. Uh-huh. Do you have do you have any major differences in philosophy? or, let's say, procedures uh, in coaching from Fred? I, you know, I would say no, as far as that's concerned. I, you know, we teach together so much. Um, I would say that the things that we say and the things that we do, you know, we both are very much, when you first start teaching a player who's never bowled before, you teach a system. And so that system is to try to help players understand bowling from point A to point B. They don't have much experience. But as soon as a player has bowled for any amount of time, they have their own certain style. And as a coach, I think you end up coaching the player. In the end, when the player has some experience, you end up coaching the player and not a system, so to speak. Now, when you say that, that opens up a whole realm of area because not any one of us bowl exactly the same. When you look at great bowlers, when you as a as a as a bowler that is interested in watching greatness, when you watch the great players, they all have their individual styles and they do some things differently. And that's because we as people are very different. Not only in our soft tissue flexibility, which can vary from person to person by 300%. That is a huge number when you think about that. So somebody who looks to be built and similar to somebody standing right next to them may have 300% difference in the range of motion in their joints because of the flexibility of the soft tissue inside. That's something we learned from the Olympic Training Center. So that's an incredible variance. So those two bowlers would be different even though they look relatively the same. And when you look at great bowlers, not a one of them look the same. And so why would that be any different than what we see in the general population? So then it's a coach's responsibility to work with that player to develop the skills that will help that person be good and develop better skills. And we all think differently, too. And because of that, the way you process information, it makes a difference in how you learn and what's going to be the most important effective way for you to learn and so that's the coach's job and ultimately is to help somebody get better and so Fred and I neither one of us will teach the same player the same way sometimes you can't how you communicate and what you how you explain things and what are what what one player understands or feels or senses can be completely different from another player that's there also at the same average level so I think that's what good coaches in the end teach a system initially, and then work with the player. And then that's that's like an art. That's not a science. Well, Jerry, last week we had a chance to chat with Brent Bowers. Brent's a former uh, Wichita oh, State sure. bowler. And, and great with, player, uh, a great player. <laughs> Great young, great young, great young person, and a great player for Wichita. Exactly, and what Brent is doing, uh, the, the Kansas Bowling Proprietors Association basically hired Brent to go around and uh, help bowlers out who are basically beginner bowlers who are maybe in their league for the first time, and help coach them go around to the through the state of Kansas and such. Want to get your thoughts on a program like that because that's something that really I think is needed all over the place to inform 
bowlers, uh, to help bowlers stay in the sport? I mean, there's always this talk of getting new bowlers in the sport. Well, let's let's keep the ones we have by making them, giving them some knowledge, helping them improve their game. So I want to get your thoughts on doing something like that. You know, Brent basically runs these these coaching clinics every every weekend. And I want to get your thoughts on that, if, if you think something like that is, is in the best interest to keep our sport moving forward. Well, that's, that's exciting. You know, firstly, Brent's a, a, a very, very um, accomplished player, but he's very much a people person. He loves people, and he's never met a stranger, and he's good at making people feel comfortable. And I think for him, being able to have that opportunity is a boon to bowling because bowling at the grassroots level really can be benefited by somebody helping people understand a little bit better. Who doesn't want to throw a few more strikes and spares? You know what? And, and when you throw a few more strikes and spares, it's a heck of a lot more fun. And as you get better, you want to stick around. When you feel like you can get better, boy, it's exciting, and it keeps you involved in the sport. And bowling is such a great sport along those lines because it's one of the few sports after the age of 30 you can get better. <laughs> now, I'm telling you, if you were a tennis player in high school, once you reach 30, likely not going to be much better after 30. You lose a little bit of your quickness. Bowling's not that way. It's one of the places where you can continue to get better. So it also, you know, seniors can play all sorts of, you know, age levels, average levels we can all play. And so anything like that where Kansas is taking a big step to help people who have shown an interest in bowling to actually learn a little bit and get better, that's a huge advantage for bowling, I think. Well, and one of the things that me and Joe are trying to do is help bowlers as uh, as we end, wrap up the end of this year and, and move forward towards next year, help bowlers uh, kind of get ready for their tournament play. A lot of folks are going to be getting ready for City, State, the USBC Open coming up uh, shortly in Reno. So what do you think? What's a, what's a takeaway for a bowler who maybe has just been bowling their three games or six games a week at league that they should really focus on to improve their game and get 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 better uh, and you know we're talking the guy who might average 200 to to you know 180 190 that sort of thing what's what's one thing that someone needs to do to get ready for tournament play well it, i would say you know as you're preparing and getting ready for your spring events one of the things for sure um if you are if you're a bowler who doesn't get a chance to bowl more than three games a week because that's your at any one time because you maybe bowl a couple of times but you only bowl three games at a time when you go to bowl your city, state, or national event, you're bowling a lot of games. And I've always suggested that players who are going to play tournaments, whether it's the youth players playing in the weekend tournaments or adult players going off for their big events through the spring, is that you've got to have, a, you've got to have several, if not weeks, you know, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, maybe two months, where you actually are playing um, – during your week, you take a practice session time where you bowl at least three additional games more than what the number of games you're going to bowl in one day, the biggest number of games. So, like, if you're bowling doubles and singles, you usually play that in one day. That's six games. I say you need to play in your practice sessions at least nine so that your body is in a position that it can tolerate six games because when you play in competition, our bodies act differently. And so there are times when you bowl six games in a singles or doubles event because it's competition. It feels like a lot more to your body. We've never done any studies. I have to believe that chemically we're different because it takes 
your adrenaline is different, and I think that changes how our skin is. People will rip their hands because of excitement or whatever. It just changes. You could bowl nine. I, I can't tell you. When I was bowling professionally, I'd bowl 18 games a day. Not a big deal in practice. But I wouldn't, when I played in competition, I never bowled that many games at one time, but my hands acted differently. Never bad, but they were just more sensitive. And I think it's because we get a little bit different in our chemical balance in our body, and so it changes our skin and changes a lot of things. Anyway, so these people going out and these bowlers that are going out to play, I think if you bowl at least three games more, it helps you get in shape and helps your hand get tougher, and it puts you in a position to be ready to go out and have good scores when you go to these national or state or city events. So if you do that from a preparation as far as being prepared physically. And then the other thing is that most of us play on house conditions, much more forgiving. And so anytime you get an opportunity to go and play on something that's more challenging, you know, that would be a huge advantage as well, especially the national event because it's a flatter pattern and it's much more difficult and it's easier on you and your focus and your concentration gets a lot better and you're much more likely to have a good set at a national tournament if you've played on those flatter, more difficult patterns at home. And what does that mean? Well, sometimes you'll have a center in the area that will put those out, but you may have to talk to your proprietor and say, hey, I'd like to play on the USBC national event pattern, and I've got, I can go online and find a pattern like that. Will you put it out for me? And just know that, you know, that costs your proprietor money, so get some guys together and say, hey, I'll give you a little extra money for that, but that would be, um, a benefit to you, and if you take care of your proprietor or the lane man, then it's, a val- it's valuable to them as well, and they'll be more likely to want to do that. Right. You know, Jerry, you definitely uh, hit the nail on the head there with preparation before a tournament, and, you know, it, it is more exhausting, you're right, to bowl six games in tournament play than league play, or practice play especially, but it, it, mentally you're focused so much more it could be more mentally draining, not just physically draining. Well, for sure. And when you go to a new a new venue, it's not it's it's different, you know. And any time, you know, when you go to your normal bowling center, that's a comfortable place. You've been there a lot. Your comfort, you're in your comfort zone. It's you know, you're sleeping in your own bed. You know, <laughs> all of those things. Now you go to a tournament. There's a whole host of very different stimulus coming to you. You know, you're sleeping in a, in a, in a hotel room if you're traveling, you know, and, and you're going into a bowling center that's unfamiliar, so the, the building itself looks different. So even though you, don't, you're, you may not be so aware of it, your body is like, wow, this is all, it's, it's processing all of that newness, and it's very easy to get distracted. And especially like even simple things like, what do I do if I have to, I mean, going to the, you know, you may have to go to the bathroom. I know this sounds silly, but you know where the bathroom is at home. You may not know where it is there. And if you need, if you need to use the bathroom and all of a sudden you realize you don't have much time, it's a, it's, those are the distractions, you know, that are, are just, you need to be prepared as much, as best you can when you go in to see those things. But those are the things that make it harder. And you're right, mentally, it makes it much more difficult to be ready to go play because there's, 
just more unknown. And so many more things take your attention than when you're at home. Well, Jerry, and to add to your point, I know my first time out to Reno at the stadium, it was just an experience, like you said, to you know definitely go go in advance and, and check things out so you're, you're aware of your surroundings. But just walking into a venue like that, if you've never been there, is a little intimidating to some new bowlers. And then also uh, getting used to, like you said, uh, uh, just the time difference changes and bowling at weird hours. So, yeah, a lot of things that we need to remember and keep in mind. Want to move on here. One of the things I'm looking at, at you, what you guys do at MyBowlingToach.com is you guys have uh, where we can send you we being a, a bowler looking to improve our game we can send you a video and you guys will, will video you know can do a virtual coaching uh, session with us so just talk about that and talk really about how coaching has changed because it used to be you or, or uh, ron or fred would meet with me at the bowling center and we would turn on the lanes and we would we would bowl some frames and you would stand behind and coach me and that would be it well now we have this uh, great technology that we can do things over the internet and i can be getting a coaching lesson from you where you are uh, or you can be sending lessons to anyone so talk about how how you guys are using the technology to uh, enhance co- uh, coaching for for uh, students at our, our places that you never thought before well now in on the website this uh, this function andy parker does our video analysis for us for the people who send in their their videos. And you have to actually physically send in a copy, and then th- that he actually will take and do a video analysis and, and send it back to you. There are some things in the, in the future, or there are some things here coming, you know, here in the near future where you would actually be able to do that directly through the Internet and a little bit more timely, you know, um, to where it was actually sent to us. We don't do that currently. You actually physically have to send it, and then it gets sent back to you. But that's a huge advantage for somebody who wants to have a a coach take a look at them and get some feedback from them because it saves you a ton of money in travel. You know, you can actually send it to a great coach, have them take a look at it, get the feedback, and it doesn't cost you, you know, it costs you the money. If you live in an area where you've got a great coach, that's a huge advantage, but that's not the case for everybody. And it's not always so simple to take some time and go see a great coach. So it's a huge um, advantage and a nice benefit that is offered to the people on mybowlingcoach.com. Now, Jerry, I have a question for you. With uh, a typical league bowler walks into my pro shop, um, say she's forty years old, one hundred and sixty-five average, and she throws a backup, and she goes, "You know, I'm always being ridiculed by my teammates and my husband about throwing the backup, and they they want me to switch or they're encouraging me to switch, but is there any guarantee that I'll improve by eliminating the backup and throwing a slight hook?" What, what what is your most common re- reply to that? Well, now see that's a I think that's a, a a great question and a great and and that's a practical something that those of us that coach get that a lot. You know, that's firstly to me, it has to be a desire of the bowler, not because their teammate says it, not because their husband says it, not because whatever. I think the player needs to want to do that. And quite frankly, I've known some very, very sound competitive players who throw backups or reverse hooks, whatever you want to call it. And so to me, and, and maybe I'm just strange. I don't know. I, uh, I just don't think it's necessary. You can average close to 
200. If she's averaging 165, she's already an accomplished player. That's not a bad average for somebody who bowls once a week. And so if she could throw a few more strikes and take a lesson and get some good instruction, good coaching on the delivery of a backup, you know, that might be the first thing to do. Now, she may say, you know, I'm just so tired, I want to change. You know, and then if she wants to change, then it's not, it's not that big, difficult thing that everybody thinks it is. But it is a change in a habit, and it does take some time. And there's probably a little bit of a learning curve. So what do you think? My general answer to that bowler that comes in is just because you would eliminate your backup and throw a hook, there's no guarantee your average goes higher than 165. In fact, it may never go higher than 150. So basically, I tell people, just try and perfect your current game. Uh, use left-handers mentality in playing the sure. lanes and, and playing ball motion and just try and perfect your current skills rather than try and learn a whole new set of skills, especially if they're 40 or 50 years old. Yeah, it's just, you know, to me, I think that's a, that's a, I would agree with you there. I just, I think you've got to encourage somebody if they, if they, if they're a little reluctant and they don't really have the desire to do that, you know, they just are feeling pressure from somebody else that they need to do it that way. It's not, I, I just, like I said, there have been many players that I know that throw a backup ball that have been very, very competitive. And so at 165, there's room for her to improve for sure. If she chose to take a lesson, she could improve from that side and, and be a very fine player. And you're right, if she changes to a hook ball, there's no guarantee that she'll get a lot better. Either way, if she wants to get better, it's going to take a little work. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and if right. she doesn't, it, I think it has to be a desire of your heart to go from what's natural for you, a backup ball, to change to a hook ball delivery. Can you do it? Absolutely you can. Is it necessary? I don't think so. All right. Well, Jerry, on that note, very great tips. Again, check out mybowlingcoach.com for uh, all sorts of great resources, videos up there from uh, from everyone. And, uh, Jerry, uh, this is your second time on the show, and we're going to have to have you back again because one of the things that uh, we found that bowlers really want is uh, they want coaching. They want knowledge. They want to get better. And that, that, that is something that, for me, is is, uh, is heartening doing these podcasts, that people are actually interested in bowling and makes me uh, want to continue to give people that knowledge and, and such. And and uh, Jerry, we're going to link up on uh, my bowling coach. We'll link you guys up uh, in the podcast. People can come and check out, you know, the, the cost with your videos and stuff that you're talking, and keep up to date on things. Well, God bless you guys for doing a great job for our bowlers out there. It's, you're right; education is power, and people love it, and they get better, and it's a lot more fun. Thank you, Jerry. 